So look, I know that uh, you listeners of the show are used to a professional, uh, well-structured, um, on-topic video game show, as Dense Pixels always is every single week. Um, but we're throwing things for a loop this week because uh, Carrie is joining us midway through the show. I was going to start the show with the news about Jim Ryan last week and his comments, but I have a feeling you're really going to want Carrie to be here for that because I I get the sense her comments are probably going to be uh, great on, on, on this spe- specific Jim Ryan story. So we're going to start the show as we never start the show, and that's by starting in the post office to talk about some wrestling stuff. By the way, this is the Dense Pixels podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hello. As I mentioned, Carrie will be along uh, shortly. Uh, If you don't want to hear the wrestling drama, uh, skip ahead 10 minutes in your your, your podcast app, and I think that'll be be sufficient. Um, Micah, dealer's choice, what are you going to talk about first? Uh, Naomi, Sasha drama, or the return of a wrestling legend? To the ring. <laughs> um, maybe we should get the public service uh, announcement out of the way. Uh, elder abuse is a thing, and uh, we do not condone it no. here on the Dense Pixels podcast. We no, we want we want our septuagenarians to be able to not have to feel like they have to throw their bodies around for our entertainment. Um, yeah, Dude, no, how- I don't want. I don't want this to happen. How fucking, how fucking sad. Like, like I'm at, I really feel bad for Ric Flair at this point because like, imagine, (laughs) imagine how like, like the dude has like something wrong with him. Right. Because like, here's Ric Flair, arguably the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Like he's in the conversation. He's probably in everyone's top three. I would imagine. Yeah. You know, most world titles ever, most beloved, you know, one of the most beloved, you know, characters in wrestling, you know, has a daughter who is arguably the greatest women's wrestler of all time as well. Had a fantastic career, had a fantastic send off when he, you know, we quote unquote retired from WWE, perhaps the best retirement match, I, you know, one could ever see. And, and the way that all played out, of course, ruined that by going to, you know, by going to TNA afterwards and whatever. <laughs> But you're this guy. You had a near-death experience five years ago. And you still can't, like, just stay away. Like, you still can't just stay away from doing this thing that obviously he loves and probably, you know, wishes he could still be doing on a regular basis. But, like, dude, enjoy enjoy the spoils of your labor. I mean, and again, it's Ric Flair. Like, the dude, you know. I think he, I think that's the problem. <laughs> He's done too too much enjoying of the spoils. Yeah, he's 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 he spoiled himself rotten, and now he's gotta he's gotta you know take these days. I think I think it's half and half. I think it's you know some people, especially if you don't have any other appreciable skills. I don't know Ric Flair, right? Mm -hmm. He might be you know a genius. I doubt it. But um, I mean, I've heard I've heard I've heard some of his political opinions. It definitely definitely does not (laughs) does not wander into the into the area of genius. So. So guys like that generally don't have any other appreciable skills. And I'm mm. not trying to be like mean or anything. Like I'm stating it as a point of fact, right? Like that's why people kind of, that's why athletes, you know, there's something in them. That's why they're so great. 
right? Like mm-hmm. they're they're a master at one thing and they want to keep doing it. And I understand the mentality. Um and but it gets to the point where it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you can't do it at a high level. Right. Um and, and to be clear with Ric Flair, we reached that point twelve years ago. Yeah. When when, when he when he did a when he did a cameo in, in TNA. Yeah, man. Like this is just it's just I like I feel bad, right? And then mm-hmm. on the other hand, it's like, well, this dude probably still has like a bunch of finance, like like that car shield money wasn't coming in like it like it should have, right? So <laughs> yeah, but but what? But it's not like it's not like he's coming back and wrestling for AEW or WWE. Like he's wrestling at some like fucking stars SummerSlam adjacent, you know, <laughs> wrestling show put on by his son-in-law. Which, by the way, you know, fucking son conrad thompson like what are you doing letting your 73 year old fucking father-in-law get back you know get back into the ring i I know exactly what he's trying to do he's trying to hurry this thing up so that that whatever's in whatever will might be coming his way i'm gonna say so he could be saddled with all of rick flair's debt that he (laughs) that he fucking has oh yeah that's a good idea um i i i think i think you know wrestling is is it's such a weird business because it's such a weird relationship between like fans and performance and and management like like fans love the performers and performers love the fans and everybody hates management but sometimes (laughs) the performers don't right Mm -hmm. like it it's so like we as fans feel like we take ownership right of these people right like there GoFundMe's. There were GoFundMe's for like Jake the Snake, right? Like they were, they were the fans want to see these people protected and taken care of, especially because this business is so it's a carny business, yeah. And and you know it's not a typical like nine to five. It, this is wrestling is the furthest thing from a t- from any type of typical job, and so we have a we have a sense of ownership, but at the same time, like. Like it's still real to me, damn it! Like, like most people get, most people get introduced to wrestling when they think it's real, mm-hmm. and when they're young, and nostalgia is a hell of a thing, and they don't want to let go either, right? And who doesn't like to see, who doesn't like to see like an old man like relive his glory days? I don't right? know, but see, it, but that's that's the same argument that people make when they go see like the Rolling Stones now. You know what I mean? Like those guys are in their fucking mid seventies and they're like, oh, like it's a chance to see the legendary band. No, it's not. It's a chance to see the Rolling Stones in their seventies. Like seeing the Rolling Stones would have been, you know, when you saw them at the peak of their powers, like in the mid seventies and you know the early eighties. Like that's when you want to see the Rolling Stones. You don't want to see the Rolling Stones now. <laughs> Just like you know, I'm perfectly happy to see like you know late eighties throughout the nineties, Ric Flair. And maybe even to the aughts, like Ric Flair had some had some fun times and had some fun matches in WWE. But I don't want to see Ric Flair wrestling now at 73, not having wrestled in like a fucking match in God knows how long coming off well, of, you know, like heart condition that left him at death's door, like that kind of shit. Well, that's because you're well adjusted. And that's my point, right? Like sometimes sometimes it's 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 a, a person with. I won't say mental, like it's, it's a person who can't give it up. And, and if you are that type of person, you can find people to enable you 
it's it's like a drug, man. Like if you if you hang around enablers, like they're going to enable you to do something like this. And um it's just kind of sad at this point. Like it's it really I agree is. with I agree with you. I don't need to see Ric Flair wrestle. No. I really don't. Uh that dude, that dude made it out and he's still living. He's from an era where a lot of his contemporaries have died 10 years ago. If if like, they were if they were so lucky. Right. So <laughs> I I want that dude to be able to just kind of you know, just enjoy it, man. Who knows how long you got left anyway? Like yeah. just try to enjoy it. But but maybe this is his thing, right? Maybe this is his thing. And it's not like he can do this at a high level, right? Like like the fact that Tom Brady is still throwing footballs around in his early what mid forties, yeah. Is is amazing to me. Um in one sense. Uh, but at the same time, like Tom Brady is still he's not at the height of his powers. Mm-hmm. He ain't he ain't that far from it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but foot, football is also a team sport, though, and I and I get that Tom Brady is playing the most the the most important position on the field, and it is impressive the level that he's able to still play that position at an age that pretty much no one else I could think of in history has been able to play at such a high level. But he still he wouldn't be at as high of a level if he didn't have other excellent players around him. Well, well, can't you say that? Can't you say that about wrestling also? Depends. I mean, I guess for what they're proposing Ric Flair do, which is to stand on the apron in a six man tag team match, except for like coming in and getting a hot tag and wrestling for three minutes. Like you could make that argument. But again, Tom Brady can still throw football, you know, can can still throw a spiral 50 yards down the field. Like he can still he can still read a defense. Like Ric Flair physically Rick doesn't Flair have the do ability that. to do those things anymore. <laughs> yeah, he can't do that anymore. I mean, he can throw he can throw a chop, I'm sure, and you know, do throw on like a figure four leg lock or whatever. But I mean, it's you know, it, it's it's like it's like watching it at like half speed compared yeah. compared to compared to what he was back then. I think this is a terrible idea. Um, I, I as well. But I want to move on to the other topic uh, at hand with wrestling uh, as Carrie's coming in. Um, but we're you know she's gonna she's gonna deal with the wrestling. For two seconds, we talked about Ric Flair. We have to talk briefly about uh, Sasha Naomi uh, reportedly walking out of Raw last night um, for creative differences. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's always a, there's always a, a, a part of me that's like, uh, wrestlers are always working, right? Yeah. Like they're always working. Um, and the fact that, but the fact that WWE came out with a statement. Uh, saying, well, it's a scripted show and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know what to think, right? Because they can't, <laughs> they, they don't usually come out and say, hey, we're scripted, right? Like, right. like, yeah, we all know it, but you don't really say it, right? Like, I saw someone give the analogy, like, you know, it, it's like watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but then coming up and saying, don't worry, Leatherface didn't really kill those people, right? Like, <laughs> We know, right? But we're in the moment, so it's just weird that they would come out with that statement. I'm yeah. going to take that. St- I'm going to take this reporting as uh, as at, at its face uh, and say that they did walk out. Um, you know, good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I understand the whole like I got a job to do, but like depending on what depending on what it is, like this is still wrestling, yo. Like they wrestling, wrestling 
like plays with stereotypes, like fighting games characters play with stereotypes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like depending on what they were asked to do, um, I would walk out too, right? Like, like Mustafa Ali, he when he walked out, he was like, they wanted me to do something that was so bad, I don't want to repeat it. I mean, that sounds like a terrorist angle to me, <laughs> but but you know, I don't. Um, and I wouldn't put it above. I wouldn't put it above this company even now in 2022 mm-hmm. when when they should know better. But well, I don't know. I'm very curious to find out what is going on. Well, re- reportedly they walked out because they were supposed to be booked in this like six person match last night. And uh, reportedly Naomi was supposed to win the match, um, which gave her a title opportunity at the next pay-per-view. Um, but she was supposed to pin Sasha to do it. And then they were going to like and then Sasha was going to somehow get Ronda Rousey at the next pay-per-view. So like both the tag team champions were going to fight in title matches and both and both lose. And their argument was they didn't like the the booking because they're like, we're the women's tag team champions. But now you're putting us into like, the you know, we made them we made something out of nothing. Like they just kind of slapped those two together um, and, and they made a really good team out of it. And they're like, but you're just you're not really booking us strong. Like we're supposed to be champions. Like we want you to care about this tag team division, but instead now you're just trying to putting us in the singles matches where we're just gonna be on the losing end again. And they didn't they didn't appreciate that. I think uh, someone in the creative team in WWE is a big fan of the stylistics in their song "Break Up to Make Up" um, because that's all they do, yeah. right? Like they they throw together two independent wrestlers to a tag team in order to break them up. And that shit gets old, man. Yeah, like <laughs> it is real old. Um, it's also I, an amazing. It's it's also an amazing contrast. And their biggest competitor it has like uh, one could argue too many stables, but <laughs> but but it's not right. like these stables are together for <laughs> for two weeks and then they're splitting up. Like they're they're like you know it's together for the long haul. Which right. which they makes so which many- makes when they when they split, it makes it feel more impactful. They have so many stables. They're coming out with a new championship for stables yes like <laughs> jesus christ um yeah it just sounds like weird booking yeah. like i mean what's the point of having the tag champion the women's tag champions it you don't have that many one you don't have that many female stars on any one particular show and two like i don't know man i love tag team wrestling but i love like actual tag teams mm-hmm. not just like two independent like the only the only independent stars that are in a tag team that kind of gets over is RK bro. And mm-hmm. I'm not even like a huge fan. Cause I'm not like a riddle guy, right? Like the guy's like athletic and all that, but I just, hey, bro, I don't like Johnny Utah, yo. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like that like character. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm super curious to see what, uh, what becomes of this because this is not the first time that, uh, Sasha has just been like, you know what? These tag championships, like, I'm trying to make it a thing. Y'all don't give a damn. So why should I give a damn? Yeah. Right. And you can't let Sasha go. You, know, you can't, especially with Charlotte. Well, and like, that's the thing. The like, I think, I think they both realize they have leverage now. Like, Sasha has all these other projects outside of WWE and, and Naomi is, you know, married to like one of the fucking, like, like she's in like the inner sanctum right now. So like, you know, flex your leverage. I don't care. Like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and side with fucking WWE creative. Right. Corporate. Right. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here, you know? So whatever. <laughs> um, and look, it, it, it led to a good match last night anyway. So all worked out. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> moving on to video game news. Uh, 
our the TMP Studios network stretches far and wide. We know this. Like we like we know that we are popular around the globe. Um, but are we? Oh, we are. We're very popular. <laughs> not the not not the, not this show as much as others, but I'm saying okay. the, ne- the network. Right. The network is popular. Okay. Um, however, I can tell you, you you can tell when people don't listen to our show, which which is incredible incredible to me. Um, but clearly, Jim Ryan of uh, the of Sony, the the you know executive vice president of Sony, whatever, has is not a listener of TNP Studio shows because Jim Ryan did not He's follow a fucking walnut, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> he did he did not follow one of the core tenants of TNP, which is shutting the fuck up, is always free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you don't have to say something. Especially when the something that you say is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard mm-hmm. in my entire life. Uh, I will read uh, quotes from an internal email that was sent by Jim Ryan uh, out to Sony uh, in the wake of the Roe versus Wade, uh, you know, Supreme Court decision leaking out and all of the coverage that's been around that. If you'd like to learn more about that, make sure you listen to. Uh, I think two weeks ago's episode of Look Forward, where we talked pretty much for the whole episode about it. But I feel, like said, I, I feel like I'm due for a, a, a look forward appearance to talk about that. Shit. I mean, look, wait, wait until the next big like wait until the decision comes out. Then I'm sure Jay would be happy to have you on mm. to, to yell about that. Mm. So he says, quote, to Sony staff, we owe it to each other and PlayStation's millions of users to respect differences of, of opinion among everyone in our internal and external communities. Uh, which is basically them saying, hey, don't talk about the Roe versus Wade decision mm-hmm. because it's a touchy subject, everybody. And if that was all that he said, it'd be pretty bad. But Jim Ryan <laughs> took it to the next level in ways that you cannot possibly imagine because the you know the best way to lend gravity and weight to a very serious subject uh is to then in the same email basically talk about something ridiculously trivial because he wanted to get away from the serious subject by saying he'd like to share something lighthearted to help inspire everybody mindful of having balance that can help ease the stress of uncertain world events and he proceeded to tell everyone at PlayStation that it was his cat's first birthday recently and he was and he elaborated over the cat's birthday cakes the noises that they make and his desire to one day get a dog <laughs> which mike which which honestly for mike is probably the most offensive part of the entire story if i'm if i'm being honest uh no this is the cat I, I i i can't stand cats i really like i understand why people like dogs i don't understand why people like cats uh no offense to ganondorf and and uh and uh uh Ovi and and all of your cats o- Ovi Ovi is dead Ovi's been dead for oh, some I, apolo- I apologize <laughs> <laughs> i apologize i i do not care <laughs> Uh, I'll let you guys guess how this went over at PlayStation Studios. Uh, One quote that came out about the message saying, quote, they never been so mad about a cat birthday before uh, in the wake of this Jim Ryan news. Um, 
it's just trivializing. Like the idea that an executive would send out a company-wide email to a staff that presumably includes many uh women at least well at least a couple ma- many many uh female body havers um which may not always be women of course but um the idea that we're going to open up an email with like please respect people's differences in opinion about you know your right to make decisions about your own body now i'm going to talk about my cat's birthday for five paragraphs like how it's it's unfathomably disrespectful to people who may now have to make you know serious decisions about where they're going to live where they're going to work who they're going to talk to about certain things um based on what happens with this supreme court decision and jim ryan's like yeah, you know, re- respect differences in opinion. My cat had a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it just, uh, it just, it, it, like, I think I understand what he's trying to do, right? Like, he's trying to, he's like, I don't want to talk about, like, racism and sexism and, 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 like, political stuff at work. So, but I feel like I need to address it. So here it is. And, 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 then, he, and then he uses his cat like a smoke pellet, right? <laughs> now look at my cat, right? Like, like, like this is some shit that you would see in like a, in like a, in like a comedy or something, right? Look, like, I love talking about my cats, but like, I'm not going to use my cat as a distraction from like terrible real world events. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, yes, the day of my cat's quinceanera is upon us. And <laughs> let's let me describe to you exactly what I'm doing with that instead of, you know, recognizing the actual serious, you know, hurt that people will go through because of this. Yeah. Shit. And look, I, I will give Jim Ryan the slightest the slightest benefit of the doubt in that he is based in Europe. Obviously he hasn't like, I would assume he's probably not keyed into the American news cycle, like crazy to know kind of like the fact that this has been hanging over our head, like a sort of Damocles for the last several years, especially in the wake of, you know, Donald Trump getting oh, to a point three yeah. Supreme Court justice. So like, I get, he doesn't understand the heaviness of the topic from an American sensibility point of view. But again, I just have to go back to the point. Like you didn't have to say anything like, no, like, but- like you could have, you could have just said nothing at all, or you could have made the original statement of like, Hey, you know, be respectful to each other and don't talk about this shit and left it at that. And you would have gotten dragged, but not nearly as bad as you got dragged for also like, Hey, let me bring some levity to the situation <laughs> right now. <laughs> like that's insane to me that, Someone didn't like proofread this before he sent out like, you know what, Jim, I don't think we need the last three paragraphs of this, uh, of this email. Was and it that to, long? Was it three paragraphs? I'm, I don't, I don't know how long it actually was, but according to, uh, it's not getting better because now according to uh reporting coming out, uh, PlayStation is telling their studios like, Hey, don't make any public comments about this because we don't want to wade into, 
controversial waters here, essentially. <laughs> so, like, like Naughty Dog talked about that they're donating fifty thousand dollars to the Women's Reproductive Rights Assistant Project, or not Naughty Dog Insomniac, rather. Um, and Sony has agreed to match uh, that contribution, which is great, but they won't authorize uh, any public statement on Insomniac making this donation. Like they'll make the donation, but they don't want to talk about it. No, because Prob- they, they don't want like. Well, and again, this probably honestly, like part of this probably goes back to the whole like Disney fiasco that's going on in Florida right now, where Disney's CEO is pressured into speaking out against the like the Florida you know, anti-gay legislation. Yeah, that they and were then now, 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 of course, that they've done that, now that yeah. they have spoken out against it, now they have literal Nazis at the entryway to Disney yeah. World flying literal swastikas yes in front of disney world so i think i think that's probably where i i have to believe that's where sony and that's where they're coming from with this like they they don't want to attract any attention to themselves around the topic because they don't want like you know anti-choice demonstrators outside of sony studios in santa monica and science show like that but again which i get but like fucking grow a backbone Guys, come on. You've got enough money to have the security necessary to prevent these people from doing anything to you. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, have Like, I, the donations are great, but, like, can we have a fucking sign uh, about them? That would be, right. a, you know, ideal. Meanwhile, fucking future Sony Studio buddy <laughs> was, was out here fucking dragging oh, yeah. people on Twitter. Who were who were uh, like they were putting out like crazy public statements and people were like, oh, just talking about video games. They're like, shut the fuck up, Jim. Like, we don't really give, we don't really give a shit what you think about this. If you don't want to play Destiny, they go kiss my ass. I fucking loved it. It was awesome. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a like a company like be so I've never forthright. Seen <laughs> any video game company be so forthright with stuff about that. Yeah. I really appreciate it coming from a studio as high profile as as Bungie, um yeah that shit was wild like it it cracked me up um because it's not like any of these ding-dongs are going to stop playing destiny right like they're going <laughs> to keep playing destiny right they tweeted <laughs> that shit play. while waiting for the fucking thing to load right like, the the best uh the best uh <laughs> the, the best one i saw someone responded to them being like hey I, like i just bought like the new destiny season pass and now i'm upset that you're talking about this so i'd like a refund please and someone else responded to him like actually i think you should have you should be forced to carry the season pass to, for the next nine months <laughs> <laughs> oh that's wonderful yeah it's good shit um again it's I understand corporate like corporations want to have their cake and eat it too, right? Like they want all the benefits of being able to like donate money to whatever politicians they want and advocate for the political speech they want to, but they don't like having to take a stand if they think that that stand is going to be controversial. By the way, I don't personally think that allowing a woman the right to choose what is done with her body uh, is that controversial of a take. I think it's actually quite more a quite a bit more radical stance to want to deny people. From a lot from the thing that happened, um, but obviously, like abortion topics in this country have long been uh, a third rail, as it were. Even though yeah. it's kind of ridiculous uh, that that is the case. So, I, I again, I understand where Sony is one is coming from here on this case, but I don't know, man. Like I said, with all with all this fucking press out there now, it's kind of hard to shy away from it. But they will because again, they don't want to. Uh, they don't want to draw that attention to themselves. So, 
Yeah, well, we do want to draw attention to ourselves. So go to densepixels.com slash fans uh, to get invited to our Discord and pay attention to us. Um, when you do, you can uh, drop us a line in the post office. You can talk about the Premier League. Uh, it's almost over, correct? Uh, championship Sunday is this weekend. Now, so it, it's it's one of the better Championship Sundays in recent memory because the title is going to be up for grabs, the championship. Uh, the race for the top four is going to be decided on Sunday with Tottenham Hotspur needing only a draw against already relegated Norwich City uh, to, to clinch top four rights. And there's still a relegation spot to be determined. So all as as they say, it's all to play for uh, on this championship Sunday. Micah, I it's it's uh, you know obviously Chelsea Football Club nothing on the line this Sunday. Uh, but I wonder if you'll if you'll join me in partaking in my normal championship Sunday ritual, where I literally have because so what they do on championship Sunday is all the matches kick off simultaneously, so that mm-hmm. no one can like scoreboard watch or anything like that, and it's all over NBC's like array of channels. Essentially, mm-hmm. like like if it's an NBC channel, there's going to be soccer on from 11 to 1 this coming Sunday. So if you could be like me and have the have three games running at once, trying to watch all <laughs> three games simultaneously, I will have Tottenham on one screen, uh, Arsenal on another screen, and then probably probably Manchester City on the third, because I'm pretty sure that they are going to win uh, the championship, denying Liverpool a historic quadruple uh, this year. I uh I have uh, one, two, three screens uh, here, and an iPad, and two iPads here. So <laughs> I will, uh, I will partake. It's a good time. Uh, go to YouTube.com/slash Dense Pixels and pay attention to us. Um, <laughs> when you go to YouTube.com/slash Dense Pixels, uh, hit the subscribe button, click the bell icon, uh, and and like us. Uh, and pay attention to us. Uh, pay attention to us, uh, to all of our podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast, which has been on fire recently. Um, and I can't imagine uh, that I, I can only imagine that the, the blaze is going to continue. <laughs> it's going uh, to be a wild episode this week. <laughs> Given, um, given current topics in the news. so Yeah, yeah. It's the media's fault. You're the real victims. Shut the fuck up. Um, go to densepixels.com slash premium for five. They didn't say that on Look Forward, by the way. They didn't say that. I'm, I'm quoting I'm quoting a, a, a dumb bigot um, on Fox when I said that. Uh, go to densepixels.com slash premium for $5 a month or $50 for the full year. You get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, no time to bleed the men with the golden tongues upstage conversation and the full two hour fire El Fuego on blade, just blaze episode of, of, of uh, the look forward political podcasts at uh, densepixels.com slash not, not the blaze to be very clear. Just no, like, not the blaze. <laughs> Not not on your fucking life. Um, so there was another big bombshell that came out last week, and that is the announcement of the delays into 2023 of the two most high profile uh, Xbox first party games that were coming out this year. That being Redfall, which was still slated for a summer release, which is crazy. Uh, and uh, and Starfield, uh, which was supposed to come out on 11, 11, 11 22. 22. They yeah, were which, really 
Bethesda really likes that 11-11 date, don't they? They really do. Um, I saw someone said, man, if, if like, if God of War Ragnarok can come out this year, like, if they don't release it on 11-11, like, just to kind of throw shade on them, like, what are they even doing over there? Um, it won't, by the way. It's going to get delayed, too. But, but basically, so Microsoft delayed these games. Um, Starfield reportedly uh, from people that were that were working in the studio uh, said on background that they're they glad that they, they delayed it because they <laughs> said it was going to be the next cyberpunk, which is not at all not what you want to hear. That no, doesn't, doesn't that really, is not. Uh, <laughs> that's not what Bethesda Game Studio needs after fucking Fallout seventy six. No, Are you kidding? Certainly, certainly not. Delay, they're still trying to rebuild their goodwill after that shit. Like, if this is supposed to be, like, their third pillar of, you know, their uh, single-player action RPG experiences with Elder Scrolls as their high fantasy and then, like, Fallout as their dystopian uh, environments with Starfield being, like, their their trek into sci-fi. Yeah. And that came out and that was garbage. Like, whoo boy. <laughs> whoo boy. So That was going to be some shit. The, uh, Thank the God inter- they delayed that shit. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, d- to, to be clear, none of us are upset about the delays. Like, we no. want the games to be good. Um, the internet, however, was very upset because Microsoft had long been touting, you know, these two games, and especially Starfield, as like, hey, like, this is going to be like, like, you get to play it for, you know, you get to play it day one just for being a Game Pass subscriber. And so a lot of people have been, like, subscribing to Game Pass, like, looking forward to this and that kind of thing. And then... When the delays happen, people came to the realization they're like, "There's not really any first-party Xbox games coming out this year at all, or at least at least like no like AAA high-profile ones." So why the fuck, you know, do I have Game Pass? And ba- and basically, like in a day, the 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 vibes around Game Pass changed from like largely positive, and they had been for the last two years, to like. What the fuck? If you guys aren't giving us first party games, like why the hell am I even subscribing to this? Which I find really interesting. And and and, and the and the criticism was so plentiful that Phil Spencer even had to get on Twitter and issue like a statement saying, "Hey, like we hear you and you're right, like we you know, we're going to do better and this that or the other thing." Um does this ruin Game Pass's value? Not not being able so. to get these games out in a, in a timely fashion? What, what wouldn't them releasing it and having those games be trash diminish the value of not just Game Pass, but of Microsoft and Xbox as a brand at large more? I don't know. People, if people are only paying $15 a month, they might be a little more forgiving. Like, oh, whatever. I only, I only paid $15. Like, look at how forgiving Cyberpunk fans were to Cyberpunk. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if they're only if they're only checking out shelling out fifteen bucks a month that they don't think about, they're like, well, they they might think, oh, well, I mean, it was free. So, uh, you know, I'll give it time. Whereas whereas um, at least it's there. You know what I mean? Like right. that's th- that's the mentality that I think people are are taking here. Whereas if it was something that was guaranteed, you got to buy this in the in order to play it. I feel like I feel like it wouldn't be as much vitriol. Like there would still be like people who are like, "Ah, oh, give me my game. You promised my game. Ah, oh, take my money and take it." Right? But I don't think they would be 
I think they would be a little more understanding. Well, you know, I'm paying for this. It better be right when it comes out. So I don't think necessarily this diminishes Game Pass's value. Like, there's something to play on Game Pass. Mm. Like, there is. Um, if you're only getting Game Pass just for the AAA titles, I mean, you're kind of cheap. Uh, <laughs> and, and if you're only getting it just for the AAA titles, guess what? Unsubscribe and then resubscribe next year. Like, it's not like... No, like, no one's forcing you to keep your Game contract. Pass subscription. Right. They're not... You, can, not you a can drop contract. it. You can come back. Right. <laughs> it's fine. And it's not like you got to pay an, an additional, you know, service fee to get back on it. Like, just cycle off and then cycle on. Yeah. Right? Like, what? Like, you know... <laughs> Phil Spencer's not going to come to your house. And be like, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to resubscribe because you unsubscribe when when Bethesda delayed their stuff. You, you didn't believe in us when the chips you were down. You didn't believe in us. <laughs> We're not gonna let you back in the clubhouse. No quitters allowed. I am. Uh, I gotta say, I'm a little flabbergasted. Your guys' take because the 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 subtext that I'm reading in between the lines of what you're saying is that the internet is reacting in a manner in a manner disproportionate to the actual issue. At hand, <laughs> they've never done that. Before. <laughs> I'm shocked. Um, no, Mike is exactly right, and 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 Carrie is as well. Like, just don't subscribe. Like, like I'm only my, like my Xbox is only there for Game Pass specifically. So like, it's like okay, well, I guess that's five more months that I don't have to give Xbox fifteen dollars. Like, if Starfield's gonna get delayed, so whatever. Like, it's not it's not really that big of a deal. And honestly, what I think, Mike, and the the reason. The, this actually hurts Microsoft more than anything. It doesn't hurt Game Pass or Microsoft because now you don't have those big tentpole titles to push your uh, Xbox sales this holiday. Like you, like you don't have the promise of Starfield to you know get people to buy Xboxes. Um, people are still going to buy Xboxes because it's like the only fucking console in the marketplace right now, apparently, because PlayStation is still having a hell of a time you know producing PlayStation fives, but. It just hurt. It just hurts them from the holiday standpoint. Yeah, it's make the game good. Like, don't fucking you know. Obviously, don't rush it out just to fucking meet some arbitrary deadline. It, it's a bad look that you don't have any legitimate first party games over the course of an entire calendar year in the third year of your well, technically second full year of yeah. your system. Like, that's a bad look, obviously. But I can't imagine it's a worse look. Like Starfield, especially, has to be hitting on all cylinders when it comes out like this. This is the first big like you could argue like game coming out of this new partnership between Microsoft and Bethesda. I, 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 I saw it funny that people said that since the Bethesda acquisition happened, Bethesda's released more uh, PlayStation exclusive games than my than, than Microsoft <laughs> exclusive games, which I find a little humorous. Um but that has to be great when it comes out. So yeah, take as much time as you need. Um, don't be don't be silly and release the game early. And again, if you were looking forward to those games and you don't want to pay for Game Pass, and that's fine. But I also think that because of this news, Microsoft's going to throw some serious fucking money at somebody this fall to make sure that some one of these fall games that are coming out from a third party studio is uh, day and date on Game Pass when that, that would surprise me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pull their pants down. I think for <laughs> for, for for that one. <laughs> Just, just, just to get that value out on there, out on there, I would imagine. Um, 
Speak, so oh, getting back boy. to getting back to silly news, because um, good lord, this week more was more like getting of, back to shit that Blizzard decided to talk about because they got caught union busting again. Yeah, this is so dumb. Um, so like Harry said, like there's a lot of going around about Activision Blizzard trying to union bust in the wake of like unions forming within their company, and so they threw in a big like smoke bomb pellet to distract everybody. But like but, the smoke bomb <laughs> also sucks. It's the, it's the dumbest thing ever. So apparently King Games designed a diversity tool that their studios that's in beta right now. Apparently it's not being widely used around Activision Blizzard. But it was started in 2016. Yeah, started in 2016. That's literally like a circle graph to show so that you can plot out how diverse a character is so that I guess ostensibly how this works is you create a character in a game and then you consult the diversity space method graph that, that that's been designed here, which measures character diversity on seven different, uh, I, uh, equally important things. And of course these are the only ways to measure diversity, but that are culture, ethnicity, age, ability, body type, gender identity, and sexual orientation. And you see how close to the center all of these things are for that character. And I presume that if everything's too close to the center, then you need to bump some of these things out to the edges to get a full, well-rounded, diverse character. Or a full, well-rounded, diverse cast. Yes, that that yes. even more so. Um <laughs> This is this is this is pretty awesome. Um it's so not like, no, it's not. Don't say that. Oh, it's I mean, not awesome at all. It's I mean stupid. awesome. Awesome in like the worst way possible. Like I'm, I'm using yeah, awesome, awesome ironically. It's awesome in like Dark Side just found the anti-life equation. Like wait, <laughs> like it, it's all a math problem. Like, like I love how that's their that's their approach. They're like surely there's no other way to make sure that we could get diverse people uh, in these games. So we must for scientifically formulate a method uh, to, <laughs> to ensure that diversity is included. I mean, you could hire a diverse staff, which could then speak to their different values and views and things of that nature. That's a, that's, that's an alternative thing, method like to do it. Literally, Blizzard employees on Twitter are like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> One of them said, this is the first time I, I'm seeing this diversity space tool. IMO, the way we truly increase representation in our games is to have diverse game devs in the rooms where our decisions where decisions are made, there's no substitute for lived experience, which is like, that's it. Because for whatever reason, Activision Blizzard, rather than hiring a more diverse team of employees, would rather turn diversity into a series of things to be checked off via a very stupid seven point graph. <laughs> that <laughs> someone cool. in the discord, who was that? Fucking Johnny. Put our three faces. I was on. I was going to I was going to uh I was gonna to go to the post office to, to to say Johnny, where do you guys fit on the Activision Blizzard ethnicity chart? Now I'd have to imagine that the center of the diversity chart is straight white male. White cis male, born in America, optimal body body shape, and you know, yeah. everything else like that. So obviously me, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably like I have like a little bit jutting out on the body type scale, like like probably about halfway up. Um, but everything else is like fucking dead center. Like, like, <laughs> like, 
Like I'm, I'm not the guy you want in your video game. I don't think. I, I mean, so, okay. So that's how you read this. Okay. I was yeah. looking at this and I'm like, what? Like, how does this work? Okay. So, yeah. okay. So, okay. This makes more sense now. Yeah. Um, nah, yo, like I, I still don't, I, I don't get it. I mean, like, why is the black dude in this example only a two? Right, like, is he not ethnic? Well, no, he's he's, he's no, saying no. That, that's the, a label. The chart, the chart is saying that the two is like that's is just where the black guy is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, why isn't his ethnicity all the way at the edge? Because he's because like saying. he's black, but he's American. I'm pretty sure. No, he's Brazilian. Oh, he's Brazilian. Well, but oh, that no. but that would go into the culture. That would go into the culture. The culture skew. Michael, why why does why does black have to be the most ethn- ethnically di- eth- I can't even say that word <laughs> ethnically <laughs> diverse? <laughs> I mean, but like, where is black on the scale? Right? Like, is it black, Asian, Indian? Like, like, where is it on uh, on the? It scale? It truly does make the question of what's what is the scale? <laughs> I imagine. I imagine. I'd imagine the ethnicity chart is like the Peter Griffin like meme where it's like the different gradients of, of skin tone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like he's not he's not super dark skinned, so he's not also all the like way. so so <laughs> ability so yes. is ability okay, so in the sense That means that he doesn't have ability. any sort of disabilities or prosthetics um or anything like that. Like he's not in a wheelchair. Oh, okay, like physical but I thought it yeah. was yeah. like like okay, all right. And then mm. Nah, yo, this is weird, man. This is weird. <laughs> like, yeah, this I get is it. very strange. And apparently, none of those three characters are gay. I guess, or 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 I, I guess that's what sexual orientation is. Yeah. Why is sexual orientation? Oh, okay, all right. I mean, I always thought that. Yeah. What that is Zora- the scale of sexual orientation? Like, right, because like is, it's a lot of it. zero to right? gay. Because there's a lot of stuff outside of zero to gay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I can uh, I can use dude, I can use more labeling on the diversity space method chart just to see exactly where they're really where they're coming from with this. It's um, really truly stupid. This this is I I I've I don't know that this was created in a boardroom, but I know that this was created in a boardroom. Hundred percent. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Like this screams like we're doing like like I have to do diversity training at my job. And like diversity training is is difficult to put together, right? I understand that, but like my diversity training has a group of diverse people, right? And diversity doesn't doesn't just mean black or you know not it, it not white, right? It it means what it means, diverse, right? Like like we have a bunch of different types of people delivering this training, and it, it, it's actual people talking to you, like it's not like we're going to put a bunch of diversity concepts into a Scantron and then see what pops out. That's, that's what I want is for them to like engineer this into like a fucking diversity generator where they could just like press a button and it like pops out a character with like, with like the proper balance of diversity that they're looking for. Which is, which is just like create a character and hitting random. <laughs> <laughs> I am begging 
game companies, not just Blizzard, but game companies at large to simply hire a diverse team of writers and character designers and artists. And you will see diversity naturally occur within the cast because this was developed 100% by a group of straight, cis, white, able-bodied men. I guarantee you that this was just a bunch of suits in a room who were like, oh, well, the kids these days, they really want diversity in their games. How are we going to give it to them? Should we hire more women and people of color? No, what if we just did this? This I got a graph. I got a graph for that. I got a PowerPoint. We're set. Also, you can't, it's not just hiring them. Like you got to put them in positions of authority, man. Yeah. You got to put them. They, they got to be decision makers, and um, uh, or you know, next to the decision makers, right? Like they got to have the ear of of the people who make the final decisions, right? Like, and, and, and look, it's not nobody's saying it's it's wrong to be a a, a cis het white male no. with a beard. And and brown hair hosting a <laughs> video game podcast, right? Like nobody's no, no saying one's, that. No one's saying that. Uh, the, you, we're, you are we're saying, you are who you are, but right. the world is bigger than who you are, and it's important Thank to you. represent the world. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Well, allow, allow me to personally apologize for creating this woke tool. <laughs> apparently, apparently, it's now being blamed is, on me. This is your fault you for did some this. reason. <laughs> and and imagine that, like this, this. like and imagine like. Like this is what they're distracting everyone with. Like something so bad. That's how bad like the union busting shit is. And they're like, we have to throw this out there. <laughs> Just give someone some red meat to fucking gnaw on while we uh while we run afoul of labor union boards across the country. <laughs> so oh shit. Oh, Carrie, tell me what's going on uh with Wada ah, yes. right now. So Wada games, which we've talked about on the show before, um, because last year there was a uh, YouTube journalist uh, Carl Yobst, who did a deep dive investigation into what the fuck's going on at Wada Games. Uh, Wada is a grading company for video games, and uh, now there's a class action lawsuit in California against Wada Games. Um, it's uh, basically it's over allegedly conspiring with Heritage Auctions to increase the value of video games and to artificially inflate the market. Of course, WADA and Heritage both deny any wrongdoing. Now, um, uh, Pat the NES Punk has a uh, delightful little thread that sort of details that I'm just going to read from because he summarized this whole lawsuit better than I ever could, and he actually read through the lawsuit, and I didn't because I don't like reading legalese. But basically, the complaint includes broken WADA timelines for returning graded games, the relationship between Jim Halperin, the Heritage Auctions founder, and Dennis Kahn, the founder of WADA. Uh, it also involves the $100,000 Super Mario Brothers purchase, the uh, Pawn Stars appearance that Dennis made, and other inside dealings and conflicts of interest. There are Questions of law and common fact that boil down to whether or not WADA engaged in conduct to artificially inflate the retro game market, and if they charged for grading services based upon those artificially high prices while falsely advertising unrealistic turnaround times. Now, here's the thing about how WADA works, and this is how many collectibles grading companies work, is that the cost of grading your game is based upon the market value of that game. So in order for you to get 
let's say, Action Comics number one, if you somehow stumbled upon an ungraded copy of Action Comics number one, the first appearance of Superman and the most valuable comic book, uh, you know, probably to ever exist, um, because the value of that comic book is in the millions of dollars, that's going to cost you far more to certify grade and slab than whatever just hit the shelf this past Wednesday at your local comic book store. The same principle applies to video games. So, um, notably, a lot of video games over the last two years have really ramped up in price, which means that WADA could charge more to grade these games, which meant they made more money. Mm -hmm. Um, So the crux of the complaint is that the plaintiffs did not receive what they bargained for in that the pricing for the grading services were based on artificially inflated values due to the market manipulation conducted by WADA. And the other issue is that WADA accepted orders knowing that their estimated turnaround times could not possibly be met. There are people who submitted games to WADA who waited for like two years to get their games back. When these were supposed to be back, sometimes in a matter of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so didn't, yeah, didn't you mention before that one of the CEOs is on the board of the other's company, or something along those lines? Yeah, so I believe that um, Jim Halperin uh, was originally on the board of WADA, and maybe uh, I could be getting this wrong. I, I believe he may have facilitated the partnership between WADA and Heritage. Because there were, you know, there was this working relationship, and I believe there still is a working relationship between WADA Games and Heritage Auctions, where Heritage gets stuff directly from WADA without someone having to like send something into WADA and then get it back and then send it into Heritage. WADA just gives it to Heritage. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's. Um, there's just, uh, oh, it wasn't Jim Halperin. It was Mark Hasfill, a different asshole who once <laughs> got sued for basically breaking the collectible coin market. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of dumb shit going on. Like, well, it's, it seems uh, really similar. Mark, Mark Haspel uh, was the co-founder of WADA. And, you know, despite the fact that the company said to media outlets, and I believe at one point said on their website that their employees are not allowed to sell water graded games because that's a fucking conflict of interest. Um, Haspel admitted to selling water graded games. Um, so there's, it's just, it's a mess. Uh, like the collectible, the secondary market for video games has been a mess for the last few years. And a lot of it is water and heritage's fault. Well, um, from from what I remember, because I think I I think I watched that whole card Carl Job's video. Wasn't weren't they doing the thing that like people were doing in the NFT space, where like they were like listing these games and then pumping up the bidding and then basically buying it back themselves, but never actually yeah. paying mm-hmm. the auction price because they owned it anyway, just to have a listed record of sale for X yeah and that's of why that's why this one copy of super mario brothers went from a hundred thousand dollars to two million dollars right. in about a year and a half something like that um now 
for the sake of full transparency on this very serious media outlet of a podcast, I must once again state the fact that like, I know Dennis and I have had graded, had games graded by Dennis and games graded by WADA and uh, yeah, they're full of shit and I hope they get <laughs> run up in court because what they've been doing over the last couple of years has been really, really bullshit. And uh, yeah, it, there's some, it's just some hot shit. Uh, I'm literally ready because like I have a few water graded games and I'm literally ready to like take a drill to those, uh, <laughs> t- take, take a drill to the boxes and get those games out of there. Um, it's just, it's bullshit. So, yeah. I mean, again, it's it's in this, you know, with NFTs and everything like that, like we have a lot of people that are looking to get rich very quickly for I mean, little no I, effort. So. I know from talking to these people to their face um, that a lot of the folks who have been buying a lot of retro games are old comic book guys who have no sentimental attachment to video games, who may have never so much as played a video game outside of maybe a pinball machine back in 1979, who simply decided to take advantage of a rapidly growing market bubble uh, and, you know, freely participated in the active inflation of video games because they knew that that meant that they could make money in auctions and that's exactly what they did is they artificially inflated all this shit and it's like (laughs) it's it it blows my mind like i i worked in sort of the collectibles end of the comic book industry for six years and so i know a lot of these people and i know that a lot of them literally told me to my face that they were looking to start buying more video games and having them graded so that they could sell them as the market rapidly expanded and basically use it as a get-rich-quick scheme. And meanwhile, people who actually collect the games to have them to play on old systems or to own them out of a sentimental value or something like that because it's something they enjoyed as a kid get screwed out of the whole deal. Right. It just, become, it just becomes another commodity that gets traded yeah. for increasing costs for financial gain. So yeah. it's unfortunate. That sucks, man. uh, I look forward to seeing what happens with this class action lawsuit, because uh, should there be a a settlement, uh, I would get paid because I would be a (laughs) member of the class. So in any case, (laughs) like I said, shitty, shitty five dollar check in the mail. The the theme of the episode just seems to be shitty, shitty corporations doing shitty, shitty things. Mm hmm. Densepixels.com slash Amazon. <laughs> I love a segue. See, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. Uh, for your uh, for your Amazon purchases, go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Let's see. What? Pick up where you left off. Where did we leave off? Uh, baby boy, sibling, shirts, romper, big brother, long sleeve t-shirt, and little brother bodysuit matching outfits. Go to wow. densepixels.com slash Amazon and get yourself some uh, some some matching uh, baby cl- uh, toddler baby clothes <laughs> at densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, it is like I almost don't want to read any of these titles. They're so it's it's such a barren week of new releases. I, I've not heard of any of these games except for one of all of this stuff. Yep. 
Uh, I'm just going to run it down. I'm not even giving you consoles. If you care enough, if, if it sounds interesting, go seek it out on your own. Uh, Tennis Manager 2022. Uh, Curious Jeez. Expeditions 2 Shores of Taishi <laughs> DLC. Uh, Dead Craft. End Zone, A World Apart Survivor Edition. Eternal Threads. Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. Apico, that's an acronym. Uh, Cotton Fantasy. Dolman. Whoa. Don't like that. <laughs> the Endless Summer Search for Surf are all coming out this week. So you got that going for you. Which Not is great. Nice. Uh, Fall Guys is going free to play, apparently. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so if you missed out on Fall Guys, it's also coming to Xbox and play and uh, Switch soon as but well. But here's the thing. It is leaving Steam. Oh. You will not be able to get it on Steam. After that, it will only be available via Epic. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Not that it matters because it's free, but, you know, something to keep in mind. So PlayStation also on the heels of this Game Pass uh, deal on these game, on these Xbox plays uh, finally detailed uh, what is what games are going to be available when the new PlayStation tiers roll out at launch. And I have to say it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty robust list. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole list because that would be, you know, not necessary. Um, I will highlight the PS five games that are going to be available on day one. If you have the premium tier or the deluxe or, or the deluxe tier, I can't remember what they're called. doesn't really matter. Um, so you get the death stranding directors cut, uh, demon souls, uh, the ghost of Tsushima directors cut is going to be available for PS five, Spider-Man miles Morales and the original Spider-Man, uh, are both going to be available. Uh, returnal is going to be on there at launch. Um, the PS four games that are going to be available are, pretty much what you'd expect to see. Like it's all like Sony uh, for, you know, the, the first party titles you would expect to be on a service like this, essentially Um, nothing's really missing. And then as far as third party games go, uh, they are partnering with Ubisoft. So Ubisoft plus is going to be part of the service as well. And it's apparently coming to game pass too. Um, But Valhalla will be on there day one. The control ultimate edition will be on there day one. Guardians of the galaxy will be on there uh, at the start. Mortal Kombat 11, uh, NBA 2K22, Outer Wilds, Red Dead 2, um, Artful Escape is going to be on there. So, and again, that that's that's just a select sampling of games. Like the full list is probably about 40 games deep, give or take, between first party and third party. Now, that's pretty good. Um, I think it's very comparable to what you find on Game Pass. Uh, so that's kind of what they need, especially when they don't have the strength of new first party releases uh, that are going to be available. Now, the retro games that are available with the premium, like the top plan, those are a little lacking right now, <laughs> I would say. And this isn't like this isn't the only list, uh, but this is what they're starting with. So like Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, uh, Siphon Filter, Super Stardust Portable is the only PSP game that's going to be on there. Uh, the iconic, legendary Jumping Flash. Jumping Flash is on there as well. <laughs> um, there's two Worms games coming from third party. Uh, Tekken 2 will also be on there alongside uh, Mr. Driller. Tekken and then, two. yeah, not, te- not not even the superior Tekken not, 3. But not Tekken 3, three. Yeah. the one that broke the <laughs> fucking mold. Okay. <laughs> but then they're also making several remasters available, but they're the remastered versions of the game as well. So, like, you have, like, for example, the Dark Cloud games, uh, the Jack series, uh, Rogue Galaxy is going to be on there, Wild Arms 3, um, third party Bi- remasters. Bioshock. Yeah. are also on their Bioshock, the Borderlands collection. 
uh, King of Zomlor, Re-Reckoning, Bulletstorm. And then the PS3 games that are available via streaming, uh, a couple highlights from there, uh, the infamous games, uh, the Ratchet and Clank series on PS3, Resistance 3 is on there, uh, Super Stardust HD, Lords of Shadow 2, uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, just the Undead Nightmare DLC for Red Dead, which doesn't make sense, but okay. Huh. And then they announced the the initial tri- uh, limit, time-limited trials that will be available from day one. That's going to be the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Cyberpunk 2077, Farming Simulator 22, Tiny, Tiny Teens Wonderland, and WWE uh, 2K22. Those are going to be the ones that are available at launch. So my hmm. question to Micah. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. Every game that uh, that I would be interested in I already own. Uh, even some that, um, you know, I don't that I bought and I'm like, why did I buy this? Uh, I already own or already have through, uh, in my library through, um, because they were out on PlayStation plus originally. So, so no, this is not, um, this is not going to be something that, uh, that I'm going to partake in. Um, I mean, you know, the, the list of games, Seems good, but I have to imagine that if you are a PlayStation person, mm-hmm. you have all of these games. Like, like, who is into? Well, I guess the point is that maybe you're not into it, and maybe you want to try it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know, man. It seems a little too late. Like, I need to see what their, I need to see what their offerings uh, will be in the future. Um, I was never like a, I, I wasn't always like a PlayStation guy. Right. So like yeah. the older games don't really do anything for me. Um, and I can't, I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you whether or not these classics are, you know, worth a damn, mm-hmm. but, um, I mean, some of the RPGs are solid, but like, am I going to tell like anyone Galaxy. that they like, Right, should, but I'm not gonna. You're should right, someone like, really be spending a hundred dollars a year for the sake of playing Dark Cloud? I don't think so. <laughs> um, right. I mean, at this point, like I'm in a situation where my PS Plus just renewed for the year, mm-hmm. so um, I'm not interested in spending any more money right now. You know, I'll I'll continue to get the same PS Plus that I've always gotten because they've said that that's not really changing. Um, so at this point in time. This time next year, getting ready to renew for the year, maybe I'll update, I'll upgrade to the uh, to the deluxe. But sh- show me, show me what you've got this time next year. This isn't enough of a of a incentive for me to upgrade right now. Yeah, like, again, like uh, you know, to to Micah's point, like the initial offering is what we thought it would be. Like it's stuff, and to, even more to Micah's point, it's stuff we've already gotten for free in, in a lot of cases. Like, yeah. like yeah. I I think literally all of these games, or well, not all of them, but like of like that PlayStation Plus like package that they put out when you got a PS5 of those twenty games that you got to download, like literally like fifteen of them I think are on <laughs> are yeah. on this list. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, it's 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 what it should be, and it's. I mean, right right now, it looks like a direct competitor to Game Pass, considering Microsoft, the the main feature of Game Pass is not coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, 
if like like Micah said, if you already own a PlayStation and you have for a while, you probably own most of these, or at least the ones that you want to play that have any interest in playing. So, yeah. But it's it's a good start. Like I said, I I, th- I think it's a good library of games. And if you're new to PlayStation and you're getting the service, I think you have a lot there to to get started with, which which is cool. Um, to the post office, uh, Johnny says Nintendo's discussing cautiously about the successor to the Switch. And they don't want another Wii U. That's that's like one of the big things that they're uh, that they're saying in Nintendo is they don't want the next Wii U to come out. What is the absolute thing Nintendo must not do with its con- with its new console? Put a U keep- at the end of it. <laughs> that, um, I I feel like I have a lot of thoughts about the Wii U because like I had one and I played it a lot and I mm-hmm. I enjoyed it for what it was. But I also recognize that it felt like a very interesting between step between the Wii and the Switch. Um, there were some interesting things that it did and there were some things that it was trying to do that it didn't really execute on. Um, it sacrificed good user experience for the sake of innovating just to innovate. Um, and I, I like Nintendo and I, I you know... Obviously, I like Nintendo. We've been over this. <laughs> but it's I I don't want them to innovate just for the sake of innovation. You know, I don't want them to throw something weird in there just to do it. You know, the Switch is such an ideal little console because, you know, it's got an incredible amount of great first and third party titles. Um, it's got a great indie library. The stuff that you get you know, in the, the, the retro games that you get via switch online are a neat little extra, uh, the stuff that you get with the switch online expansion pass. I feel like with the amount of first party DLC that you get with that absolutely makes it worth it on top of the N64 and Genesis titles. I don't really know what I want Nintendo to give me with its next console. At this point, I just want a more powerful switch. I don't I don't necessarily need anything different. You know, a switch is so ideal, especially if you have like a an actual switch rather than like the switch light, because it's it's both. I can play on my television and then I can throw it in my bag and take it, you know, on a trip. And it's perfect. Um, They they nailed it. I don't fix what isn't broken. Give me Joy-Cons that don't drift and give me a slightly more powerful system. That's it. That's all I want. Yep. I think, uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing is not to, not to mess too much with the formula. Um, just, you know, cause they did figure it out. Like, like it's really working right now. I would say though, that don't like, I don't need you to go toe to toe with Microsoft and Sony as far as like specs, but I need you to come harder than, you know, 1080p in it like in, in 2022, yeah, like, like I, I think, I don't think you can shortchange the home experience. I think you need to make the console feel, feel premium while still Nintendo, like while still yeah. accessible um, and, and portable too. Cause I think that's, that's the big thing with the switch is that the, the utility of being able to take it on the go and have that console quality experience uh, is really attractive. I mean, it literally caused Valve to fucking make us the Steam Deck and like, 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 find a way to generate a portable PC. So you obviously have something that works there, um, but just don't do something stupid, and uh, you'll be okay. 
Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I don't, I don't really have too much else to say. Like just make it a little more powerful. I agree. Make it when I dock it, like I want to be, I want to be like, yeah, like this is like, this is what this is supposed to look like docked. Yeah. Like is, are we going to have to go back to the, to the lock on technology of the Sega Genesis and the Ann Knuckles cartridge where the dock is going to have to have something built into yes, it. Yes, I know. I, I I do like, think that they need to put like a like an extra processor or something in yeah, the dock just to be able to if they can make that yeah. work, that would be amazing. Um that's literally all I thought of though was like, <laughs> no, what if they did that thing that Sega did with Sonic 3 and Knuckles where they like had that extra little chip in the secondary <laughs> cartridge to slam that in there. Uh, Daniel says, Bioware put out a tweet hinting that Shepard is alive and later, quote, fixed it. What are the odds that they leaked a plot point in the new game? Leaked. Low. Um, reportedly, the, the timeline of this game takes place hundreds of years um, after, or at least like, you know, a couple hundred years after the original trilogy. It's science fiction. It Shepherd is. Shepard can be in cryo yeah. storage. Uh, Carrie, little Shepard literally died and came back to life. Yes. So <laughs> you can you can literally do anything. Well, but here, but here's here's the problem though, is that if they do bring Shepard back, then one of the endings, one of the three endings of Mass Effect 3 has to be canonical. And right. it has to be, it has to be the red ending. It has to be the canonical ending, because that's the only one where there's a actual Shepard body to mm. to exhume because like in the other two endings like shepherd like interfaces with the reapers and like dematerializes essentially so like i don't think you can bring him back if either of those simply rematerialize shepherd i don't see what the problem yeah. is um now that being said uh, a lot of people like you know when they first pointed out like when they saw liara in the trailer, they're like, "Well, see, it takes place like right afterwards." No, idiots. Asari, no, Asari can live like a thousand years. It's it, that's been established in the canon, right? She was a, she was essentially a damn eighteen teenager. year old. Yeah, she's a teenager. She was like one hundred fifty years old in the in the original trilogy, which is right. quite young for Asari. Dummies, Dummies. Dummies. <laughs> not paying attention to the games. Fools! Not paying, I can't not believe you attention. would pay attention to every ounce of lore. That's Everyone a that's knows. a pretty minor piece of lore. Foolish. Like that, like that's that's a Foolish. that's just known. Everyone knows that when blue squid-haired ladies, <laughs> they live to be at least fifteen hundred years old. Come on, blue guys. lesbians live forever. They are they are ace. They are non-gendered, Carrie. Right. Oh, they just have boobs and a vagina. I have always uh, seen act- them described as lesbians. <laughs> well, I actually, Micah, they don't have. No, they don't. Female have, genitalia. Uh, their their genitalia. But they got a cloaca. No, they 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 can basically they can form whatever can, genitalia is necessary to match, you need to match the needs of their partner. They can do whatever Ooh. you need. because their partner might not be human. They're, they because they they also procreate with with other alien races as well. And when they have children, they all come out looking like them. Yeah, like a summary. So it doesn't matter. What what it, it's it's much like how my future son uh, will look just like his mother, just like my current son does. No, they will get no genetic traits from me, <laughs> not from the looks department. And then, but they will get all the beauty from her and like her brains because she's smarter. And like, but they get my stupid surly disposition. 
<laughs> That's what my son has right now. He's just like, he don't ever want to do nothing. Just want to sit in the house all day, watch Peppa Pig. That's me. I want to sit in the house and watch Peppa Pig <laughs> all day. <laughs> Finally, uh, Phil Wander asks, in honor of recent IndyCar winner Colton Herta, do any of you guys have a moment of drifting in the rain for the race lead like he was with Pato Award late in that race? So for those that are not don't know what's going on here. So in the IndyCar race that happened this past weekend, uh, the rain started to come on the on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway track, and many of the race drivers did not immediately go in to get rain tires, uh, which was bad a bad idea for them because then they couldn't keep the damn car on the track. And a lot of, a lot of the leaders tried to stay out and hold on till the end of the race, but they fell down the pack because when it starts raining, uh, being on slick tires uh, is not a great way to control your car. Um, trying to think of any moments of drifting on the, like, so the, the in, in where I grew up um, in the Pikesville area in Maryland, uh, there is a back road, uh, Stevenson road that yeah, has, like this dip in it that when it rains a lot, like when you go across this area of road, you literally are just hydroplaning across it. Like there's no way for your tires to actually make contact with the road because so much water collects in this little, just this little gully. So anytime I would go through there when there's a decent rainstorm, uh, that, that was just by the grace of God, I go through, through the, uh, through the hydroplane Valley. That's the only thing Uh I can think of, of any instance like that. Not in the rain, in the ice, yeah, but not oh, in yeah. the rain. And um, I remember one time I was driving to my my job with my mother in the back seat and my wife in the passenger seat. I was driving to my job because I forgot something. And I, my my one of my old jobs was off of Florida Avenue in Severn, and it's you got to go down a residential street in order to get to it. And they hadn't done their their drive. They hadn't like snow plows hadn't come through. And uh, I felt like a badass because I started fucking drifting and they were all panicking and shit. And I'm like, yo, this ain't helping. Like, I, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm, just I'm, I'm, I'm as cool as the ice on the ground. Right. And I just, I just, you know, I fix it. Right. I, I get everything. They were like, oh, I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's no problem. Meanwhile, I damn near shit myself because I didn't want to <laughs> get into a fucking accident and run into these people's houses. But uh, but yeah, nah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep it cool, man. Keep all this <laughs> shit on the inside. I drive a Hyundai Elantra. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> In ter- I mean, my my ice story is when I when I used to own a T one hundred. Um, I was turning from Towson Town Boulevard onto Charles Village, hit a patch of mm-hmm. ice, and did a full three sixty. But came out of the 360, pointed the right direction, and I did not stop. I just kept the I just kept on turning like a badass. I didn't do that. Yep. So that was pretty. That was pretty fun. And I did not panic. So unlike Micah, who shit his pants, I didn't. I was I was completely cool with that situation. I was like, "Up, oh, I'm spinning. Time to turn into the spin." And then as I stopped spinning, I'm like, "Oh, I'm pointed the way I need to go. Let me press ease on the gas pedal and just drive off in the distance." I think the only time I've really like spun out on like ice it wasn't even really ice it was slush and i lost traction um it was like they had they had completely plowed up to a certain point and then past that was just like full slush so like i hit the slush really fast and i um skidded into a fire hydrant hard enough to knock the fire hydrant 
off the ground and I was fully expecting water to come up, but no water came up and I was honestly a little disappointed. Uh, (laughs) It blew out the two, like I hit the curb so hard it blew out both tires on that side and I drove around with a big hole in my bumper for like two years (laughs) because I didn't want to get it fixed. I didn't want to pay for it. So there you go. That's our harrowing stories of uh, automobile panic on the road. Uh, Thank you guys very much for submitting questions to the Dense Pistols Post Office. Just a reminder that you too can join the post office by going to densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to this show as well as all the other shows in the TNP Studios stable, uh, wherever you download fine podcasts. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Subscribe to us there. Uh, follow us on Twitch TV uh, by going to twitch.tv slash dense pixels. You can all follow, follow us individually as well. I'm dense pixels, Brad Carrie sup. It's Carrie Terrence's apparition 410. Carrie. Yes. Has a gig this weekend. I do. The Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra's first live show since 2019 is this Saturday, May 21st at the Sellers Point Multipurpose Center in Dundalk, Maryland uh, at 1 p.m. It's a free show. It's called Console Wars. I'll just go ahead. I'll tell you the set list right now. So you got something to look forward to. We're opening with Star Fox. That's fun. We're following that up with the Sega Mega Medley, which contains selections from Restar, among other classic Genesis titles. Uh, We've got Fantasy Star 3. We've got Secret of Mana. We've got Echo the Dolphin. We got Castlevania. Then after Castlevania, which is a really fun acapella piece featuring our choir, we're going to take a little break. We got intermission. I got some fun stuff planned for intermission for you to watch while you're hanging out. Then we come right back from intermission with fucking Street Fighter 2, the World Warrior. And then right after that, Mortal Kombat, Toe Jam and Earl, Earthbound. Let me fu- finish up with Mario and Sonic. Now, this is a fundraiser show for the orchestra because we're an all-volunteer, all-ages community video game orchestra. And we don't collect dues from our members, but that means our budget is uh, it's, uh, it's tight. It's real tight. <laughs> So we got we got we got some stuff that needs repaired. We got some uh, some equipment we want to purchase and we need money to do that. So we're going to have a Sega box and we're going to have a Nintendo box. And whichever box has more money in it at the end of the night determines our finale piece. I'm not going to tell you the finale piece. I will tell you that they are iconic tunes. They are meme tier tunes from classic Sega and Nintendo franchises. So. I've got a bunch of tunes that I've arranged on this show. I'm playing bass guitar. I'm playing regular guitar, too. Uh, You can come hang out. It'll be a good time. It's a free show, video game music. If you're in Baltimore, the fuck else you got going on this weekend? (laughs) Nothing. That's what. I'll see you Saturday. (laughs) So, uh, look, some serious topics on the show, but I just want to point out that my cat's second birthday is coming out around the corner. uh, (laughs) they They make fun noises, those two. So... We got that going for us. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See ya. See ya.